When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are you? Welcome back to the Glovers cast after what has been a, well, unprecedented is probably the word, another word that's sort of overwhelmed us in the last 12 months, but specifically the last two weeks have been unbelievably um, upsetting, I would say, as a Yeovil Town fan, that the personal Lee Collins has taken the whole club by total shock. Fans supporters, uh, even, you know, clubs up and down the country have poured in with their tributes and it's been, uh, you know, a really, I don't know how to describe the, the feeling of of uh, yesterday's game. Um, it, it, for me, it felt like a weight lifted off the shoulders of the club, really, to get this over and done with. Uh, and, you know, not over and done with, but we're back into... Uh, semblance of, of normality playing some football but um, today I'm joined by Ben and Dave back on the Glovers cast we've had a bit of a break boys how, how are you how are you feeling uh, Ben do you want to go first just talk to us about how you've been feeling the last couple of weeks and and where you are now really because it's been a difficult time for all of us and I think us three have been chatting throughout the past couple of weeks talking about when to record when to when to do something and and we were going to do something on Thursday but after the after the actual game it, it feels right that we've we've waited and and we've seen um we've seen a reaction from the players and we've had the tribute across the the pitch on on Thursday that that came out on Friday as well so um it feels like a, a little bit of closure from the footballer's perspective do you think Hello, lads. Uh, yes, it um, it's been a it's been an absolute roller coaster, hasn't it? I've had I've had days where I felt surprisingly low, surprisingly knocked for six. Um, I don't know if we're gonna how 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 this this entire podcast is gonna go. We're kind of just going with it and seeing how it lands. We don't know how long it'll last or if we'll even finish it. We're kind of just gonna roll with it. It's been it's been so strange from from seeing the statement just after midday on April the 1st, I've, I felt everything. I felt absolutely everything. I felt absolute devastation. I felt just sorrow and sadness. I felt 
almost a determination to try and do some good. Like I feel like I have to do, I have to do good. It's one of my go-to techniques whenever I'm feeling a bit down. I have a few classic YouTube clips that I go down to. Normally Chris Wheels scoring a header. Normally Paddy Madden putting one in the top corner at Wembley, that kind of stuff. But I also have a desire to do something tangible that's good for someone else. Um, I've, I've felt that determination to try and to do some good. I felt, I felt just an emptiness at times. And there's not been a, it's not been a linear pattern. I've not got better as time's got on. I've had days quite early on where I was like, right, okay, I'm ready. I texted you guys quite early on saying, right, I think I can talk about it. And literally 48 hours later, the idea of speaking a word about it was the worst idea in the world. Um, it's so strange when it's someone you don't actually know, but feel you have this connection to because we have this connection to the club as a whole. It's been, it's been a couple of really, really odd weeks. I felt like I've spent a lot of time thinking about individuals within, within the entire situation. I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking specifically about Darren Saul and how he goes about his management and leadership of, of a group of men recently. I've thought a lot about Terry Skiverton, who's obviously a club legend who has been there for forever in a day. And I bet he's not seen a two-week period quite like this. I've thought a lot about, obviously, Lee's family, his, his loved ones, his, his children. Um, I've thought a lot about my own family and sort of the situation I find them in. And then I've thought a lot about individual supporters and groups of supporters, sort of taking time to to not just kind of say we're here and, and we're ready to talk if anyone's not okay, but actually making the effort to to make that first that first conversation. I've started up conversations with supporters that I hadn't spoken to in months and months and months and months and months. And that's been it's been nice, but almost a guilty nice. I shouldn't have had to have been forced into that situation. So I felt bits of guilt in there as well. I felt everything, to be honest, Ian. Um, but yesterday felt like a very, like you say, a weight lifted off the shoulders, like we can carry on. We now physically know. There was always that question mark, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, but there was always that question mark of how how do we go back out and play football? How does this club continue to function? Um, so I felt absolutely every emotion under the sun these past couple of weeks, and it's not it's not been easy, lads. I'm not going to lie. It's not been easy. There have been some days that have been better than others. So that's that's how I felt. Uh, Dave, what about you? Because you've been someone that I have just kind of sent those, hey, how you doing text messages to, as have you, Ian, where I've just kind of just wanted to start a conversation, really, just felt a bit lonely or whatever. How have you, how have you found these last couple of weeks? Well, uh, I don't really know how to follow all of that <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think you've said it all there, Ben, and, and, and Ian as well. I think the only word that I would add that, that, that you haven't mentioned, although you, you probably kind of have, is, is, is helpless because, mm. uh, like you said, um, this is a person we don't know, um, but what we feel that we do know, uh, and we can't be at the club. We can't be with the players. We can't be with, uh, you know, all the staff and everyone that would have seen, uh, you know, Lee Collins on a match day and everything in between. But you just feel like there's nothing that you can do and you, you, you feel guilty for not being able to do anything. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, uh, like you say, it's a whole maelstrom of, um, of emotions, isn't it? The, the thing for me that I found really helpful and really, um, really positive was 
and it sounds uh, ridiculous because it's only a, a tiny little thing, but the whole fundraising, uh, and, and it's just like it was in the summer, wasn't it, when we had the, uh, the crowdfunder and all of that, but you immediately saw people, and I think it was a chap, Simon Woodland, from the uh, Disabled Supports Association that, that started it up, supported by the great Pat Custard, um, to, you know, some, a, a fundraising effort to, um, to raise some money for Lee's family. And you just think to yourself, that's a little thing that everybody can do. Everybody can play their part and do. And you just see that spirit of our our supporters. And I'm sure, you know, there are there are supporters. Well, there are supporters, aren't they? Port Vale fans have done similar. Um, and it just makes you realise that the goodness in, in 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 humanity without wishing to get too deep on a Sunday morning. But uh, it makes you realise that there are people out there. We hear so much about the bad things in life, don't we? But I think something like this, there's got to be a positive that comes from all of this because there's, there's got to be. Um, and, I, and I think if it's something like that and if it's something like, and I've done exactly what Ben mentioned there, I've spoken to people, uh, you know, fellow supporters and so forth, but I've spoken to friends that I haven't spoken to for months and years in some cases. So I've just picked up the phone to you and said, how are you doing? Um Again, reiterating what Ben said, I probably shouldn't have taken this for me to do that. But now I'm thinking to myself, right, well, I'm going to carry on doing that because I quite enjoyed that conversation that I had with that person. Um, so there's got to be some good that that, that that comes out of all this. And that's what I hope it is. So that's a bit of a long rambling way of saying, yeah, uh, probably exactly the same as you guys, up, down and, uh, and everything in between, I think. But, yeah, it's been a strange one, isn't it? Ian, you've... Yeah. Um... You've been up to the you've been up to the club, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I went up on and, the um on Good Friday. Uh, and De- Dave, am I right in saying you haven't yet physically been to the club? I know you've had some flowers laid in respect, but you haven't physically been able to get there yet. Is that right? No, I haven't been there. No, no. So forgive me, Dave. Uh, Ian, did you find popping up to the club helped as a sort of a, a line in the sand moment a kind of a because i i had to make a trip to somerset for my own personal reasons and and i i did go via Jewish park and, and lay some flowers and just take a moment or two and i felt like it was a point that kind of helped me along with the process do you do you feel the same Ian? um i think so i did i really felt the need and the urge to go there after the announcement and so it was the second friday the second i went up and there was a few flowers there there was there was a couple of cameramen doing their bit for local news and things like that um and i don't think at the time i i I don't know i it it felt like something that i had to do and wanted to do um but it also in in retrospect it maybe i did it too soon if you know what i mean because maybe i wasn't quite ready to to process it all um you know there was still there wasn't anywhere near as many flowers as there are now from the pictures we see up there um it it was kind of a, a bit of both really i mean it was the only one of the main chances i would have had to get up there and i wanted to just go to the club but at the same time it felt so far from why you know why we go there it's a you know we've never gone to Hewish Park to do that sort of thing Uh, and to do it in the middle of a time when no one's allowed to go there um it felt really it felt awkward that because there was no one there 
you know the the club yeah. was the club was shut down there wasn't anyone around and it just you know it was the antithesis of any other time I've been to watch Yeovil like no activity at all versus you know people all around kids running about you know the anticipation of a match day it was it was such in stark contrast um and I guess it's you know fingers crossed and touch wood it will be something we'll never have to do again in that you know in this situation and it's you know it's one of those ones that you'll always remember i think going on going to hewish park on that day yeah what about you up, what about you how did you feel i went up on the 12th it was the day that things started reopening actually i passed a few um hairdressers and stuff that had queues outside on the way um and i kind of got there and that just the sheer number was incredible and i liked I liked that it was so individual and personal. There was no one big thing in the middle. It was just Darren Sal's little cardboard cutout was just stuck to one side and the flag was draped down and the and the calendar picture of, I think it's November this year on the calendar, if you got one for Christmas, is of Lee. Um, just kind of stuck up. And I, I, liked, I liked that. I liked that it was so spontaneous. I liked that the players had their individual notes, just handwritten notes, nothing overly fancy, but it felt personal. It felt like players, it felt like people, supporters had taken the time to think about the words that were written down. And the thing that, again, that was a tough day for me because the thing that I noticed more than anything that really stood out for me was the number of ways that people, specifically younger people, had been, for want of a better word, creative. It wasn't just flowers. There were pictures. Some had gone to the effort of putting them in frames. Some had put them, um, had stuck them, cut them out of programs. Some had uh, drawn sketches. There was a there was a really talented sketch actually of Lee on a, on a bit of paper just lying on the floor. Someone had clearly taken that time to do something tangible that they felt would help them process it and then go up to the club and and just lay it down nicely. There were um, there were shirts, um, both physical shirts and scribbled shirts. And the number that were the number of notes that were from kids really, really slapped me in the face. Because then that got me thinking about, okay, this kid is eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He or she had gone to however many Oval games, seen Lee, chanted his name, cheered when he made a tackle, cheered when we won with him. And somebody, mum, dad, parent, guardian, granny, granddad, whoever takes that little boy or girl to a football had to had to try and explain what they had just seen on social media what they'd just seen on the news and i thought about that conversation for a time being thought about crikey how would i go about explaining that to to my son in four or five years time how would i go about that and i have no idea i have absolutely no idea so to any parent guardian uh, adult who had to have a particularly difficult conversation with any child who is surrounded by the situation, I doff my cap to you because I have no idea how I would go about that. But then to do something so proactive and positive about it and say, right, how would you like to pay your respects? Would you like to draw a shirt with his name and number on the back? Would you like to write a note and say, thank you? Would you like to do this? Would you like to pick the flowers out, include a teddy bear, little toy football, whatever it may be? And then you could see that there were other clubs. There was a nice, there was a lovely wreath from Hanley Town, um, who is Carl Dickinson's new club in the summer. And I'm, I'm reliably informed that nobody at Hanley Town told Carl Dickinson that they were going to do that. It was just delivered 
on their behalf, as clearly the relationship between these two clubs sort of grows a little bit stronger um, with Carl's imminent departure up to Hanley. Um, so that was nice. There was shirts there from a Torquay fan. Um, there were other clubs who just sent little cards and notes and bits and pieces. And I just kind of, it was nice to spend a few moments. And what I clearly liked was that people, as they go, were taking a moment, not just to read the notes, but they were just tidying up along the way. A couple of plant pots had fallen over. And so I just took a moment just to pop them back up on their, on their, on their, um, on their rightful angle. Uh, arranged a couple of the scarves who had moved and things and laid the shirts out and, and things like that. So, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a moment in time that I needed, if I'm honest. It was a moment in time that I needed. And I would encourage anyone who can safely and with respect to all current guidelines and all the rest of it, if you can go up and just spend a couple of minutes, just read a couple at your own leisure, take a, take a tissue, because <laughs> it wasn't easy. Um, but some of the ones from players were lovely individual notes just little half stories adam smith referred to lee as his travel buddy i think and, and things like that so yeah it was tough but i something that i'm very glad that i did because it just made a it made a tangible difference it was something i could physically do rather than as as dave alluded to that that slight feeling of helplessness um yeah and it just kind of got me back into the idea of thinking about the football club as a whole um so yeah it, it was it was something i'm glad i did do you do you think this is going to be a moment where the fans um sort of you know there's there's a lot of division amongst every supporter base but this feels like a sort of moment where we will actually come back together and you know all the the remarks on social media the split of opinion like it feels like a moment that the fans will actually think, you know what, this is much bigger than this manager, that manager, this player, that player. Like the whole club's do, going through a grieving process. Yeah. Do 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 you not feel? Uh, I mean, the summer's obviously a very different uh, situation, but that uh, mentioned it before about that coming together. How? There, you know, we 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 can all come together, and football is, you know, it's about opinions in it, and we all have different opinions as to, you know, players and managers and all the rest of it. And and I don't think that will ever change. There'll always be, you know, you you like some, you don't like some, um, you rate some, you don't rate some. But it it does feel to me like, say, one of those moments. It does feel to me, but the the summer felt like one of those moments as well, where you, where you got. You know, you get that 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 spirit came back together, and you realise, yes, we we can do it. I mean, I said to someone the other day, I think the one thing that I hope comes from all of this is, uh, and we know, you know, talked a million times, you guys have about um, social media and how it's very different, being used in a very different way this season than than it would do in in seasons gone by. Uh, my hope is that when somebody goes to write that message about someone's too old to do this, someone's too fat to do that. And we've all seen comments uh, l like that. I hope somebody stops and thinks, no, I'm not going to post that instead. I, I don't I don't d uh, disagree with anybody saying that player didn't play well today, that player did that wrong, that player did... You know, that, I think, even the, the players would admit, and the players are probably their own biggest critics um, when it comes to a performance, I don't think I'd ever want that taken out of the game. I think there's 
if if we all thought the same thing, it would be a very strange game and it'd be a very boring old world. So I think there has got to be a bit of, um, you know, a difference of opinion. But I think it's the way that the, the, the way that it comes across. Um, and I, I hope that if somebody who thinking about posting something unkind, um, you know, personal as, uh, as, as some things have got onto a Facebook page, onto a Twitter page, stops and thinks and, and doesn't do that, hopefully, that to me will be another um, positive that can come out of all this. So, yeah, I'd hope this is a coming together and I hope this is something that sees us uh, unite as we um as we did in the as we did in the summer but i think I, I think we've got it maybe a bit under the surface i think as a as a set of supporters we're we're more than capable of pulling a, pulling together as one um i think we've shown that a couple of times in you know, the past year or so yeah i agree and i think i think hopefully when when we all come back together in the ground it feels like it's going to be such a big moment i mean it is for, going to be for every club but even more so for us with everything that's happened the last couple of weeks once we're all back in jewish park together i just i don't know i feel like that will become proper closure it feels like we're halfway there um maybe not even halfway there but it feels like we've gone some of the way after after the win yesterday um should we should we talk about that or is there anything else you two wanted to add it, I, I don't know. I think it might, it might, it might naturally. The conversation might naturally go back to a few things because of the fact that yesterday was the first game. I think um, it feels like yesterday was a, just a step to me. Um, everyone said it. The result doesn't matter. I, I genuinely couldn't care less. Um, win, lose, or draw yesterday. Um, it just feels like those. We're going to have maybe a couple of years now of of those those moments. Yesterday was the first game. It was also the first win. There will be a first loss. There will be a first draw. There will be the first time we concede the 97th minute equaliser or, or get a goal that loses us the game. There will be the first time that we score a 97th minute winner to win us a game. There will be the first time that somebody else wears the number four shirt. There will be uh, other um moments, anniversaries, one month, uh, birthdays, one year since the passing. We are going to have this with our football club maybe forever. Maybe forever. And it's how um, um, we, we, we may get onto it. We may get onto a, a conversation about how we try and take it forward and how we try and not just accept that it's part of our football club now, but that we embrace that it's part of our football club and use that as a as a way of making ourselves individually and the club as a whole better because that is the standard that that Lee set to the club. I think before we go on talk about um, the game tomorrow, I kind of would like to rewind it right the way back to the point that Lee signed, if it's okay, lads, and just ask you guys what you thought of the signing, because it's something that I've talked about with a couple of supporters and was lucky enough to talk to a, um, a reporter in The Guardian about, was that I felt that maybe I didn't, I didn't appreciate quite the importance of, of Lee's arrival that, to the level that maybe I should have done. Um, when I've talked about it before. When Darren Sal joined, he had 30 days between signing and 
um, first game. We didn't have a kit. I think we had one friendly and he had half a squad and a couple of players who were alienated and weren't involved. Lee Collins came in on day two or three, I think it was. Um, and I just wondered what you guys remember of that moment. Do you remember thinking of of a, a decent signing, a bit of a coup that we got that many um, first team appearances? He played loads of games at, at the likes of Port Vale and Mansfield and Forest Green and Northampton Town. He played loads of games of football for a guy who's a smidgen younger than me. So I just wonder, I just wanted to rewind that and just did we appreciate him for his worth when we signed him? Because I, I look back now and think actually for a, a go-to guy, a captain, to be Darren Sell's first, first real big impactful signing, I just, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of, of that moment way back when, a couple of years ago. Um, for me, I think it, it laid down a marker of the type of player we were going to be getting. Um, captain you know without going into the whole leader legend stuff um <clears throat> yeah a captain someone who'd played hundreds of games you know come from the top worked his way down and just been you know a store in defense for for all the clubs he'd played at really and i think you know straight away this was going to be your leader at the back um, uh, and it was something we hadn't had for I don't know how long, really. Maybe even yeah, was... maybe even Skivo in, well, I, in terms I, of yeah. in terms of you know we'd always you know we had loanies like Webster and um, not Webster, sorry, um, Dan yeah, Burn, yeah, Dan and Burn. Shane Duffy, and even and the Darren Way. We didn't have any sort of proper experience at the back as such. Uh, maybe Darren Ward, but he was much older than much older than Lee. Um, I think, yeah, it just, it, it was a, a, a defender at the peak of his, it felt like a defender who was at the peak of his powers a little bit because at, at that age, you, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot and, and you're, you, you know, at your most experienced without losing that physical edge, really. Um, and I think, it's always difficult to think about what you thought at the time, but I guess, yeah, back then it was a massive signing that was going to help us help us greatly at the back of our, our defence. Yeah, I think to add to that, in all honesty, uh, probably didn't really click a great deal with me either. I mean, when you look back at his record, 300-odd games before he even um, he, he, he got to us, he... Was as Ian said, there a, a sort of a nod towards the kind of players that we were going to have. Um, I think at the time I probably just thought, "Thank God we've got another player," <laughs> because we didn't have many at that point. So, um, so, so, so that was good. But and I know it's been um, played back a few times um, since. But that, I think that first interview we did, where he said something about, um, you know, I can count the number of friends I've got uh, in football on on one hand because I'm I'm that that's what I'm I'm about. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win, uh, and that I think probably told you exactly the kind of player that we were signing. And I think I've mentioned it to you guys that I remember that first game at Barnet on the first game of um, whatever it was, 2019, um, and we lost and we lost to a penalty, and Lee Collins gave that penalty away. And I remember at the end of the game, 
there were, you know, it was a warm, sunny day in London. So there were a few people who've had had a, had a, had a couple to drink and there were a few people who, who weren't very happy at the, at the performance. And I just remember Lee Collins coming over and yeah, he'd play, well, that was 90 competitive minutes that he'd, uh, he'd played and he was clapping and he was holding his hands up and he was apologising. And he looked gutted. He looked absolutely devastated um, to be, you know, probably got in his head that I'm the person who's, who's cost us this game. We all know it's more than uh, it's more than one person. But the one thing that struck me, and I probably didn't think about it at the time, but I thought about it in the last couple of weeks, was that was a person who played 90 minutes for this club and you could see what it meant to him um, from that, 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 you know, that get-go. And that, to me, said everything that um you know that Lee Collins was as a as a player and when you've mentioned about you know going down to the uh going down to the ground and reading the tributes and and all of that obviously I haven't been able to get there but I, I, I've been just reading what other fans of other clubs have said about Lee Collins um and it's exactly the same wherever you go you know whether it's Barnsley uh Northampton Port Vale wherever Everybody says the same thing about him. You know, he's just a hundred percenter. He just missed a commitment. And that to me, I, I probably didn't appreciate that to answer your question, Ben. Um, I definitely didn't appreciate that when he signed. But, you know, these these last couple of weeks, you think that is indeed what he what he brought to us. So, yeah, that, that would be my view. I think talking think about, that... sorry, just want to say, talk about the tributes from other clubs. Um, I think the one one that really hit me quite hard was the uh, Northampton manager who'd never worked with Lee. Um, I think, I think he talked about Mark Richards. That's our our ex-player Mark Richards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's our assistant there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was um, one of Lee's best friends. And I think that sort of hit me most that, you know, this is someone working in football who'd never worked with Lee, but just his reputation in footballing circles um just went even yeah. further to to tell you about the the man and his character if that was the if that was the second hand sort of version of that yeah. emotion I, I i cannot put my my mind in the position of what that first hand emotional conversation was like between mark and and the and the the, the, the manager of northampton but he then had to go back out and almost took a time to repeat that um yeah, I imagine that was incredibly emotional. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I noticed that, that Barnsley took a bit of time as well. He only played seven mm-hmm. times for Barnsley on loan. And they and yeah. they and they made the effort of, you know, once a red, always a red, once a once a Barnsley player, always a Barnsley player. Because they I think appreciated that he just was a hundred percent. And my question, my follow up question was going to be Do you think then, knowing what we now know and the players that we have since brought in and the and the kind of comments when players have left us. Do you think he set that standard? He he set that standard. He set that culture, and and I I again I, I didn't appreciate it until it was too late, and I'm so sorry for that. Christ, did this football club need that? Yeah, we 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 slept walked out of the football league. Absolutely slept walked out of the football league with players. Who, if you remember Carl Dickinson's podcast that he did with um, Under the Gosh, he said that there were players there that didn't care. Mm. That sure as heck isn't the case under a Lee Collins captaincy. No. And I, so, I, I, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's other players that we've got 
in 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 the team now, which I think fall exactly hundred percent into that category. And I yep. know we've spoken um, before about uh, you know disciplinary and, uh, and 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 all of that. But you look at the likes of Charlie Lee, you look at the likes of Luke Wilkinson, you look at the likes of Dicko and um, uh, Jimmy Smith, and all those. They're, they're, they're all cut from that same cloth, aren't they? Yep. And I think the manager as a big part in that as well. You can see him in a lot of these players that that, that he's signed. But I am agree with you completely, Ben. The one thing that I think all of us could ever want as Yeovil Town fans, we you know, there's never gonna be, you know, we're never gonna sign the best players because we're Yeovil Town. You know, the, the the world's greatest players are not going to flock to us, are they? So all we've ever wanted was players who gave it everything and sometimes they'll come up short and sometimes they'll make mistakes but you know you kind of accept that when you're a supporter of this club don't you yeah, or, yeah. so that's all we can that that's all we can expect and I think you're right we didn't have that in uh, Darren Siles said it didn't he when he was asked about the disciplinary record he saw that game at Northampton when we got relegated at the Football League and nobody put a tackle in and he's right there was too many players back then who weren't putting the effort in and if there's one thing you can say about this team if the 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 effort is there I think I don't think I could probably count the fingers of one hand in in two seasons I've ever thought you know that person's not putting a shift in there and uh, you know but Lee Collins made mistakes for us he'd made I'm sure he made mistakes uh for other clubs that he played for but say 100% is one thing you could never doubt him for uh for forgiving and just just to what one more thing I'd say you were saying there about um Barnsley doing the tribute Keith Hill who I think is at Tranmere now signed him signed Lee for Barnsley and he I saw his one of his interviews after the game and he stopped the com uh you know talking about Tranmere's result or whatever it was and he said I just want to talk a bit about Lee Collins which you know that that's got nothing to do with uh with anything that he was talking about but again a manager who'd managed him, who'd signed him for for, for for Barnsley to stop and talk about that again just shows you the mark of the man, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's where I think that's where I'm grateful. I'm grateful that Lee was brought to the club to lead that change because hopefully going forward, that standard, that that absolute minimum level of you're gonna give me everything, you're gonna run through a brick wall for this football club is how this club goes forward now regardless and that's that's what i think that's what i think so yeah sorry i just wanted to i just wanted to bring that back because actually that leads quite nicely into into talking about the game tomorrow um because the game yesterday sorry because the game yesterday against boreham wood was a performance of just just everyone gave everything didn't they it was non-stop it was non-stop, and I don't know about you, Ian, mate, but um, it was it was a strange watch. The first five minutes, I watched through my fingers. I didn't know what was going to happen, but as the game carried on, everyone gave absolutely everything. Tom Knowles, Tom Knowles is still running now. It was it was incredible. <laughs> Ian, Ian, what did you think? Yeah, I I, I agree that the first part of that watch was really difficult it was hard to know what what to think you know it, from my own perspective like you know the football didn't matter the result didn't matter it was just about getting 11 men on the pitch and uh um letting them try to express themselves really uh, and 
yeah, it was a hard watch. I think credit to Marcus for his um, introduction uh, and yeah, Sheridan yeah, on the BBC. Yeah. It must have been such a difficult, um, you know, having those first words at the football match for, you know, for everyone to hear, especially, you know, that that, that fell solely on, on those people to deliver that message to their audience and... You know, it would have been different in a ground because it would have been. Um, when I say in the ground, I mean it would have been different in normal times, in that you wouldn't necessarily have that pressure. Um, it would have all been led by the club, but this was, you know, two people in an empty stadium having to, you know, say their bit. Um, and I think credit to everyone on that. Uh, the, the the result, you know, we said it at the start. The result didn't matter, but. Just to get them out running around and actually competing, I think, is the biggest thing I can take from yesterday. Um, Tom Knowles, he, you know, give him a contract forever. He, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not far off, is he? He's it, not far off. He, he's just been a total revelation. I think he took a bit of time to come into into it with us. Um, but now he, he's... Uh, I'm just so excited to have him as part of... Yeah as part of the squad. And I think the wider thing about the the squad as well is that, you know, I would love this group of players to stay together now. Well, you know, it, it's, it's too soon to talk about it and really go into any depth, but that group, what they've been through together, it just feels like it, they're more than a team now for us. Uh, and the result sort of, you know the fact that we did win on our first game back against a very good Boreham Wood team. It it just shows that you know we we flippantly talk about characters and that, but it just sort of shows the character that is there in that squad to be able to do that after two weeks off. I don't know how long they've been training or whether they've been training you know full time for the last two weeks, but to to do that with um, you know not relative ease but you know we looked we looked very controlled yesterday uh, and it was it was a real pleasure to watch yeah i think i'd uh, i'd agree completely with what you've both said there about the result the result didn't matter and and getting excuse excuse the cliche but uh just getting out there on the pitch was you know that's a that's a result in itself and it though for for those players but the one uh, sort of set of people that I think the result did matter to was those, uh, you know, 16 or however many players we had out there and the manager and the assistant manager and uh, and everybody. I think they say, you know, the result didn't matter. The, re- the results are ir- irrelevant. And obviously in a way it was, but I thought, as Ben said, for the first five minutes, I had my, looking through my fingers as well. But I did think to myself after those first five minutes, you just saw that this really did matter to them and they did want to go out there and win because that's the kind of players that we, we we've got and you know can name a few more tom knowles completely agree with you fantastic yesterday i'd add in luke wilkinson was looked like he'd never been away for a player who hadn't played for however long he hasn't played just fitted straight back in uh, you know matt worthington was just matt worthington wasn't he um i i don't think Adam Smith, you know, we could name them all, couldn't we? But um, yeah. there's just so much uh, of that kind of character about them. And they, they just looked like a team. 
I mean, I was worried after two weeks away that they weren't going to, uh, you know, that they'd be a bit uh, a bit rusty. But <laughs> no, no, no worry about that. Was there? They were straight into them. And like you said, against a decent Boreham Wood side. I mean, they're not in the playoff spots. They're not um, down the bottom there. But they're a good side. Um, they've. I don't think they've lost many. I know they seem to draw uh, quite a number, but um, they haven't lost many recently. So, yeah, I, I thought that was... Uh, Fantastic performance, um, fantastic, fantastic win, and what a way to, to 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 get back into it. Can I can I have a can I have a word on Adam Smith, the goalie, because yeah. um, he was one that I was very thoughtful of at times after reading his little note. I believe they played together at Forest Green, um, and obviously here at Yeovil, uh, they were travel buddies, according to um, according to his little note. And I don't think anyone would have minded if Adam Smith had just said. I can't do this. I wouldn't have minded. Put it that way. I don't, I'm, I'm sure no one else would. But to see him play and have his little characteristics, how easy would it have been just to try and have a, a quiet game? Make the saves you have to make. Rely on your defence. We could have gone five at the back and just given him an extra bit of protection. But no, he was Adam Smith with his little eccentricities of <laughs> sliding out when a ball was rolling out of play, doing the extra dive and the time wasting at the end where he would slowly catch a ball and drop down slowly to his feet and to his knees and then lie down and kill an extra few seconds. That's Adam Smith. Yeah. I thought he made at least one really incredible save directly from the free kick. And then he made a, he made a, a Schmeichel's Spider-Man type save <laughs> when the ball came through. Do, 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 do you know what I mean in the second half? Yeah, yeah. it was Matt Reed, wasn't it? I said something oh. about, yeah, unleashing his inner Schmeichel. Exactly <laughs> yeah, what did. it was. Exactly. exactly what it was. And so they were two genuinely brilliant saves. Adam Smith's been one of those that's come under a little bit of criticism at times. And as we've spoken about, we don't mind pointing out when, when players make errors or, or don't play well. And, and we have done where it's been appropriate. But yesterday... I was so pleased for him. Yeah. So, so pleased. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, right at the end, you saw he had the ball, didn't he? Uh, uh, mm. Right at the end, just before the camera pulled away. And when the final whistle blew, he, he had the ball, he threw it up and he punched it in the air and he just screamed. And you yeah. thought, that's it. That's what it's about. That's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a big, uh, probably the biggest game of his career, really. I think oh, the biggest game for a lot of those players. And, uh, yeah, they really, really nailed it. Um, I'd like to talk about, I think it's it's difficult to talk about the players and the performance just because of the, you know, the whole situation. But I just want to say how incredible Darren Sala has been through, through this time and what a tremendous leader of of the club he has been because you know i feel i feel like it's been all about him in in in, you know publicly everything's come through him and he's just really really shown what what a person he is really um everything he said i think the statement that went out on the website was you know just raw emotion And, and for someone who is you know he's a manly man for for someone like him to very publicly um you know come out with all these things uh, and put himself at the front and center of you know of our football club it, it just what a manager and what person we've got leading us yeah here here absolutely yeah. here here it's been it's been so 
I don't know, what's the word? So comforting, is that the right word? I'm not sure what the right word is, forgive me. Um, but to know that we have a, a, a real leader at the head, like you say, everything that's happened has gone through him. It felt like it was him that uh, got everyone together and organized the tribute. It was him that, that laid those, those first flowers and, and, and the cardboard cutout um, just to have that, that focal point. It was him that carefully worded. I can't imagine how many times he wrote and rewrote that open letter. I cannot imagine how many times did he start it and just start crying and not be able to finish it and have to come back to it. Um, I thought he's been very dignified. I thought his press conference pre-match, which was obviously going to be very different. No one was asking, what are you expecting out of Boreham Wood? It was, it was all about Lee and, and how the club was responding. I thought he answered every question honestly, openly, and with uh, the respect that it, it deserved. Um, yeah, I, I've thought about him a few times, actually, um, just because I actually, I don't know what I said, I actually wrote a condolence card to him at the club and popped it in the post. So I was like, thank you for bringing Lee to the club, but thank you for coming to the club and leading us through this, because who knows? Who knows where we'd be under any other manager? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay any other manager's achievements, because I'm sure we would have been fine under, under, under a number of other managers. But to have someone like that, who is so heart on his sleeve, who is of the same ilk as some of those key players that we've mentioned, um, has been helpful, has been, he's made things quite clear, quite concise, quite, okay, this is our next step. This is our next step. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. We're all in this together. He talked about how if one wasn't ready, none of them are ready. So if Adam Smith had said, actually, I don't think I can, I think they wouldn't, then none of them would have played. End of. We'll, we'll cancel it. We'll go again. We'll go again another day. Um, I think that's been quite good. He talked about his open and honesty about talking to a psychologist. Um, and that in itself, I think, is a, is a brave thing because you see someone like Darren Sarl as a big, brave, big, brave, manly man. But sometimes big, brave, manly men have to say, actually, I could do with a bit of help here. Um, so I hope that inspires others who may consider themselves too big, too manly, too burly to go and ask for a bit of help. But, you know, he, he said he needed a bit of help and he, and he got it. So fair play to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful to have Darren Sarl as the manager of our football club right now. Yeah, I think it goes back to everything that we've said about the, the character. And like you say, we do laugh about, uh, you know, manly men and uh, and all of this. But I just echo exactly the, the point that Ben made there. Uh, hearing someone like Darren Sarl, who is one of those those, those kind of characters that, um, uh, you know, is a big, is a big, brave, manly man. Uh, talk so openly about uh, uh, about his feelings, and uh, and I'm, sh you know, we've all spoken about uh, mental health in the in the past couple of weeks. Again, if that's a positive that can come out of it, that somebody thinks, you know, I, I, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. I can go and talk to someone about the fact that I'm not feeling uh, feeling right, and we we all know that um, you know talking about things is 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 good. I mean, this conversation this morning has made me feel better um, uh, about uh, ab about things. So yeah, I hope again that's another another positive that can come out of all of this is that if there's someone not necessarily connected with our football club, but there's someone out there that thinks, well, if a guy like that can go and speak to someone about the way they're feeling, then I'm going to go and do the same and you know get that um, get 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 that kind of help. That's yeah, another positive that hopefully can come from it. Am I right in saying that they spoke to, um, was it the Sporting Chance Clinic? Is that right? Yeah, that was reported in the in the Guardian article. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and who set that up? Tony Adams. The manliest. Yeah. The manliest yeah. of... of yeah, men. bruising centre halves with five hundred <laughs> yeah. broken noses to their name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain of England, captain of Arsenal during their most successful time. Like that, just you know, if that doesn't scream about you know that everyone needs support, then I don't, I don't know what does. But yeah, like you said, it, it, for them to for the, him to come out and say that he's gen- needed support, and I'm sure they all have think we all have needed you know whether it's through each other or through proper channels we've all needed that um that help during this time um even if it's just a mate dropping you a text um yeah it's been tricky it's been tricky and hopefully the, the the football can just it feels like we need the football to not distract not take away but just to help us move on through this process because it's not going to be you know it's not over now but we've we've just got to find a way to be a a, a football club a better football club and a, a closer football club from all of this I think I think the football it's not a distraction you might say it's not a distraction but it's the it is the thing that will hold together any positivity that comes out of this if and again I'm just spitballing an idea here let's say down the line the club ends up working with Sporting Chance or a charity or a mental health advocate of some description for players and supporters. Let's just let's just pluck that out of thin air. That only happens because the club is playing football. That doesn't happen through just an empty stadium. That happens through the ability to talk to supporters who are in the stadium, who are listening in, who are watching in. If down the line, the football club wants to pay tribute by doing something like retiring a shirt, whatever it may be, that's because we're playing football. You don't retire a number four shirt if no one's ever going to wear it. So that football club, the 90 minutes, the 11 guys, the three subs and the few extras that are around them will rely on the football so that other things can come of it. And you're right. We're not, we're not anywhere near. We're not anywhere near being, being through this or over this. And I kind of don't want us to be. But again, I talk about these sort of... Um, Roller coaster emotions. I keep having these moments of feeling really determined. Of like, right, what can we do? What can we do? How how can we get things better? What can we? You know, is there something I can physically do? And, and those things will come in time, and they'll they'll find their natural place. And they've already been mentioned, haven't they? In the in the pre match, I know Darren Star was asked about the number four shirt, for example, and things like that will come in time. And I'm sure we've all got our own ideas. And I I know I'd have sort of things that I'd like to see happen over the course of the next few weeks, months, years, and and whatever else. And 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 so going forward, the football will hold together not just a group of players, not just a group of supporters, but will hold together everything that will come of this horrific, horrific period in a positive way. I'm glad there's a mute button on this, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I've... Uh... Gone, gone through all sorts of thoughts and emotions in these past however long it is we've been talking guys but yeah I think again to keep going back to the manager I know but he's spoken about it in his pre-match didn't he about uh, you know the different phases and the different ways that he's gone through it and I think probably similar to him sort of past couple of weeks 
buried myself in, in in other things, but then taking the time at other points of the day to stop and uh, and think about the things that need thinking about. Um, I like what you said about this being the he's he's now in the celebration phase of of, of thinking about all the good things about uh, uh, about Lee Collins and um, that. Yeah, that that's the way he wanted to, you know, to it, it to be a celebration of his life. And again, to go back to the match yesterday, I, I don't think anyone could have celebrated <laughs> Lee Collins better than uh, uh, better than that performance of just um hundred percent. That 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 that's how I just. If someone asked me to describe Lee Collins in in one word, it would be hundred percent. If that is one word, it might be two, might be might be three. But um, <laughs> depends how it's written. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh dear. I think it feels like this is a good place to wrap it in a bow. I don't know how everyone else feels. If there's anything else you wanted to say or anything else you wanted to add, but we've, you know, we've been talking nearly an hour, and it feels like to to chuck anything else on the end of this conversation would wouldn't be right to me, really. Um, I think. I do think I do think we should say um, thank you to the to the to the people that have organised the crowdfunders both here at Yeovil and elsewhere. Yeah, I do yeah. think we should say we should acknowledge that there are I think there's at least one Lee Collins based <laughs> flag that will that will join the club probably from next season or whenever it may be. Um, sort of thank you to the people who have gone to the effort of organising things and and of thinking about going forward. That's not easy, and I think part of it, you know we should thank people for that. Um, and just to say, I know it's cliche, but even in the time that we've been talking, I've been, I've been fighting back a few tears and fighting back a few emotions. Um, and just to say, if there's anyone out there that does want to talk, I know it's difficult. That first conversation is the most difficult. It really is. I can't imagine how difficult that first conversation is for someone who's feeling quite so low. But all three of us are here. We've all benefited from little conversations that we've had over the past couple of weeks. Um, so if there is anyone out there that wants to chat, I mean, you can find you can find my social. I'm at Ben Barrett Ten on on all the socials. Slide in the DMs and stuff, and I'm and I'm going to make a promise to keep to keep reaching out the other way. I'm going to keep doing those little text messages that Dave talked about because actually it might be someone going in the other direction that sparks a conversation that benefits everyone as well. So keep doing that, Yeovil fans. I've really appreciated that, Elliot Lee, um, Chris Fox. Really appreciate that, um, Andy, Jimmy. Who have just sent little texts saying, How you doing? You're right. Haven't checked in, in a couple of days. Just makes a little difference. Just and then you can have a conversation about what's for dinner and all the rest of it. But yeah, you kind of move things on. So we appreciate that it's really difficult to make those first few messages. But if you can do one the other way, do it. If you want to reach out to us as Yeovil fans you occasionally listen to on your on your commute to work or your on your on your socially distant walks, you're you're more than welcome to with us. Um Let's 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 bring this football club back together a little bit with 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 what we do. And I'm grateful for Lee. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for the football club. And the uh, yeah, the road continues next week, and we'll and we'll we'll be on that road with you guys. Yeah, agreed. I think I don't know what you know. Having done this twice a week for however long, the last year or so, to to suddenly stop doing it. <laughs> after anything would feel um not to stop what am i trying to say i'm trying to say without this i don't know how 
we'd get through the next phase me anyway because it feels like you know i speak to you guys twice a week and it's um <laughs> it helps it absolutely helps just talking you know we haven't spoken we've we text but we haven't spoken uh for the last two weeks and yeah this conversation has definitely been a good one uh a good one from from my perspective and i hope it's been good for you guys and i hope it's been good for the listeners as well and if ever like ben said if ever you want to um get in touch with us yeah glovers cast on twitter that's me um and i perky as well if you you want to drop me a message go for it go for it i'm happy to talk to people yeah yeah guys we're gonna have to end it here you you you, you put me into floods of tears <laughs> <laughs> sorry Dave. that's not that's not what i meant to do today no i know i know i know thanks, thanks everyone, everyone for listening thanks thank you And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trump, goal!